0: The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Don Bettinelli, and you're listening to the Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hi, Pat. Hello there. And Father Andrew consider Hi, Father Andrew.
1: Howdy, howdy.
0: Yeah, the Secrets of Technology is recorded before a live studio audience. <laughs> I say that because it's Father Andrew has, has his parents there with him, and uh, we want to say hello to Janet and Don for. Joining us there, there's in uh, with Father Andrew. First, I want to start off with some feedback that we got on our last episode, episode 102, where we talked about it's been a year since a lot of churches started doing live streaming and live streaming of mass and and that whole thing, and we were talking about what lessons we've learned and what we might look forward to in in the future. And uh, there was uh, some feedback. um, Actually, the feedback that that I got is on a headline. That's right, on one of the headlines about. Uh, the the Apple is getting the hands-free directions that you can give it voice commands. Uh, the Apple Maps. Uh, and I think I made it seem like that Waze did not have voice commands, but uh, Mark Alves, friend of mine on Facebook pointed out that the uh, Waze does have a hands-free option that you can download and enable. So uh, he sent me a link. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to find that out. So Waze does do voice commands so you, you can be hands-free with it uh, because in a lot of places, like in Massachusetts where I am, you can't touch your phone while you're driving, which is kind of... Uh, so that you have to keep the phone down low in your lap, right? <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. no. Uh, all right. But thank you Mark for that feedback. I, I really appreciate that. So our first segment, our main topic today is we the three of us are now Oculus Quest 2, right? Everyone's got an Oculus Quest 2, I'm pretty sure.
1: I've got the first generation. Oh, okay.
0: Ah. I'm sorry. But they call us
1: Questers? <laughs>
0: we are Questers. We are on the, yes, we are Questers. Oculus Questers, the VR headset. It's a standalone VR headset from Oculus, which is owned by Facebook, which uh, I think it, it is something that's important to know. For Some people have uh, mm-hmm. c- concerns about Facebook and some people don't want to have a Facebook account. And that's one of the things that you have to know about the Oculus headset is you have to have a Facebook account. So that's that's key. Um, but we wanted to talk about our experiences, some things that we've learned about using Oculus, some tips, hit, hints, some picks, uh, some you know suggestions of things you can use if you're interested or if you have one. Uh, these are things that you might want to know about as well. Um, I was tempted to actually try to record this in a VR space where we all have our headsets on <laughs> but that would have been a disaster as i'm trying to manipulate the keyboard and the the recording with the headset on and, and all that so we might play with that sometime <laughs> just <laughs> we, separately we could right. try to do that sometime yes that would be fun yeah we have a ton of of, of things we want to suggest you but first i just want to you know kind of you get your father you picked the quest as your pick of the week not long ago and uh, mm-hmm. what is it you like about for for someone who doesn't have a VR headset what is it about the VR headset that you enjoy that really that that maybe somebody might not realize about have, mm. having a headset anything
1: oh absolutely uh the, the first point is is it's better than you think it's going to be i so, agree so uh you know you, there there's you might have been to a place where you have to like sit in a swivel chair and you put on this this VR headset and you can only kind of look around and and that's cool but it's also not fully immersive. And so what I like about the Oculus Quest is that it's not tied to a uh a, an actual computer, which some of the other systems are. So this is a completely wireless system and you have free range of motion and it is immersive. Mm. From the moment that you boot it up and kind of go to your virtual living room in the mountains to uh to the to the games or to um wh- whatever whatever that you're doing. Um, and so I I was looking into it specifically because, as you all know, I'm a Star Wars fanatic. <laughs> yeah. And so they had released Star Wars Vader Immortal, and I, I it would have been right when over well over a year ago now. I, I don't exactly remember when they first started coming out, but I got it because I wanted to experience that. And to say it was mind blowing how advanced the technology is is an understatement. I mean, it was it was so realistic and i mean it it captures every motion that you you do if you kneel down i mean your perspective shifts and when darth vader approaches you in that game and he's well over six oh seven yeah. six eight you know like i'm looking up to him in this vr headset and he is intimidating let me you tell know. you the
0: first time <laughs> i played vader immortal and you're standing you, you the first time you meet vader you're standing in a cell waiting for him and the door yes. is open yes and that and that he comes into the hallway and he approaches you. I I was 10 years old again and my heart yep. started beating and I was kind of like, wow, this is
1: really intense. And it's and it's so different than like if you're playing it on an Xbox or, you know, something, a PC game, because that you, you're there. There's a there's a separation there. You know, a you've flatness. got the, You've, yeah. yeah, you've got the computer screen or the TV screen. This makes you feel like you are physically there. So it is uh yeah, it it is just amazing the technology. And of course it it, it can do so much more than games, but I got it primarily for the Star Wars and Doctor Who stuff. And again, just yeah, I if you've ever wondered about VR, and you know someone who has it? Go ahead and you should totally go and try it. But you know, if you've if you've been skeptical on the technology, it's it's amazing.
0: I do want to add one thing, uh, like concerning the Star Wars thing, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm are leaving money on the table by not having a Jedi lightsaber academy app for this. Like uh, we'll talk in a bit about an app called Supernatural and, and Beat Saber, where there's sort of simulated lightsabers like there should totally be a lightsaber like a you are a Jedi padawan in a training yeah. facility at the temple learning how to be, use your lightsaber totally
1: yeah there there's a version of that there's a little yeah. intro
0: in the
2: game that you get to play with that for a little bit just so you know how to swing and all that but it's
0: not it's not like but what you're talking yeah, about it's yeah it's not a
1: you're you're not a padawan at the temple but yeah <laughs>
0: They're leaving money on the table. I'm just saying, I th- I, th- I, th- that money is sitting here on my desk, waiting for <laughs> Disney to put that You've on. You've got there.
1: it. You've got it already budgeted.
0: Exactly. That's that's that. Uh, that money is spent. Pal, what about you? You have. I think you have an interesting perspective because you know some folks who are. They don't seem like they're not like 25 year old gamers with with headsets, but fo- the folks, We're all that folks. You, <laughs> the folks you work with. I was trying to be nice <laughs> that you work who who sometimes have mobility issues, but this kind of makes them, gives them some freedom of movement, in a sense, out into the world, especially in the past year.
2: Right. Uh, In fact, I had one of my clients, I was telling her about this, and her daughter is in a wheelchair. She's had a stroke. Her biggest problem would be she's got use of one hand, not the other. So for the controller, she'd have to find things that she could do with one hand and not be moving, but be in the stationary mode. And one of the lovely things about the quest is you can either have it in a room mode where you've got a whole room, five by five, six by six, seven by seven, whatever. Or you can say, I want to put it in stationary mode. And You can sit in a chair for many, many, many of the activities. Now... Beat Saber. No, I'm not going to sit in a chair to do Beat Saber. <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, I do that for a lot of things that I am going traveling or that type of thing. And I was going to say, the reason I got my quest was I needed a challenge. It was COVID. And I said, you know, let me think about what uh, what I could do that I haven't tried before. And I knew father had talked about his quest. And I thought, hmm, that sounds interesting. So I got the go, which was the baby quest. And it doesn't, it has sit in a chair and swivel, but it doesn't have the get up and walk around, although you can teleport places. So then I decided to get the quest based upon what I had seen in the Go, and it was so much more magnificent than the Go was. My primary things, exercise, travel, games, and social those are the four things I want from my from my experience with the quest, and it's got
0: them all. So let's let's get into some of the our tips uh, for this. Well, I, I got one tip that I kind of discovered on my own, and I'm just gonna I'll start off with it because uh, a lot of this stuff is the stuff that uh, Pat and, and, and Father you you got because you have more experience. I've only had a uh, quest for about a month. Uh, one thing I discovered early on was my kids love to. Want, they want to see what I'm doing. They love to watch me play games, video games, and with the I got the headset on, they can't see. Well, one of the things you can do is you can cast from what you're seeing in your headset to a, your phone because there's an app, an Oculus app for your phone. But they can't all gather around my phone. I got five kids. They can't. They would. They'd be killing each other if they were trying to all stare at the phone at once. I can't mm. see. So what I realized though is. I can mirror my iPhone to my Apple TV on my big my big TV screen. So when I want to do that, what I what I do is, is I go into the Oculus app, I start casting, and the, or actually I can do I can do it before. Actually, it's better if you do it before. I, I go into the control center, that's the swipe down from the top right, and I hit the AirPlay button, and I sc- and I do screen mirroring to my Apple TV. Then I go into the Oculus app and turn on casting, and then I put the the phone even i put it like even sideways on the uh on the charger i have a you know the the qi charger i put it on there but it stays in horizontal mode on the tv which is good it doesn't rotate that would be annoying uh and then the kids can watch there's a slight delay but not a huge one uh the the another tip is make sure you turn on the volume on your phone because uh you you'll get the an echo and it's it will be like a slight delay It'll be really annoying but uh, that way other people can enjoy and watch you as you're doing your game so they they loved the Vader immortal watching me do that uh, and uh, i have to do the episode 2 still that cuz i've only done episode oh, 1 of that yeah, i just finished <laughs> one myself i just did episode, so.
1: episode 3 is the best oh
0: my gosh oh cool looking so, forward to that yeah <laughs> so uh that's that's my tip uh so Pat, what do you have uh, to offer? What do you want to you know offer as a tip or idea for folks?
2: Well, as I say, I'm 75 years old. I have never exercised. I decided that I wanted to do something and I saw something on Facebook. I think it was about Supernatural. Now, the name doesn't do much for me. I would rather they called it something else, but that's OK. So I looked at it and they had a free month's trial and I said, OK, can't hurt. And I found myself enjoying it so much, and I've never enjoyed exercise, that I was spending 30 minutes to an hour every day, with occasionally a day here or off or that type of thing. And I'm thinking, I'm getting good heart rate, because your Apple Watch can track that. I'm getting movement all over my body, and I'm having fun. And it's almost, I won't say addictive, but it's so much fun that you say, oh, that was hard okay, it's time to stop, but that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And I've never felt that way about any exercise. So I felt like this was something for my health, that I, that I could do any time of day or night. I didn't have to wait for a, a sunny day. I didn't have to wait for a time at the gym. I didn't have to drive anywhere. So that was my biggest thing, why I started using it after I just wanted to try it.
0: I started using Supernatural about a week and a half ago. And I've, Every day, 6.30 in the morning, I get up and I, I do it. I And I haven't, I used to get up and go for a walk. I don't walk in the winter a lot of times just because it's so cold and there's no sidewalks to walk on around here. It's all snowy and stuff. And I've been getting up and going. And so to, I get, I think I should explain how Supernatural works. You, um, you're um you in different environments, you know, Iceland, Tahiti, you know, on top of a Galapagos. mountain. Galapagos. Galapagos Islands. And there's a coach that you see at first and they kind of get you warmed up. And then there's there's music and these uh, balls, black or white, come floating at you and you have to hit them in, in time to music. There's a music playlist and you can choose different genres of music. There's a lot of hip hop, but there's also pop, rock, class. There's like one classical. I think there's like well, there's a- about
2: six classical. Cause oh, okay. I only knew about one and I, I found a whole bunch more. Oh, good. But good. Some good. of them are at high and I can't do high yet.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing is this low, medium, and high intensity, which really is about how fast they're coming at you. Um and you and so you, you're hitting them. You have to move back and forth. There's a lot of movement. Uh and, and it it yeah, it gets your heart rate up and it's good exercise. And uh yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's got
2: squats in it, so you're exercising your those muscles and it's got lunges to the left and right, and you're reaching your arms up high to grab some of these these targets that are going. And uh it, it's as I say, a lot more exercise than I thought I was
0: going to get out of it.
1: Totally, Father. Have you tried
0: any of the uh, the more exercise oriented ones?
1: No, but you're kind of convincing me that I need to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can give um, you a free month.
1: <laughs> you know, you should you should totally do that. I would check it out. I mean, part of what what sounds appealing to me is 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 definitely like in the winter time. It's that would be a great way to to do something, but also. And I'm assuming, Pat, you might have more experience on these uh, in these apps than I do. But I'm a huge I'm a huge lover of traveling. So and it sounds like even in that app you can you can go to some pretty cool places. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah you're you're sitting in the top of the Great Wall of China and you can look mm. around at it as you're bouncing these things and and before and after the workout starts you can you can just go oh my goodness i'm in the switzerland or i'm in the galapagos or i'm in yosemite national park or yes yeah, so that's been amazing. There's some beautiful And You can locations. hear the water. Yeah. You can hear the water, oh, you can see perfect. the birds, you can hear yeah. the breeze.
1: And that, I mean, that that's that's I think one of the great appeals of of the Oculus Quest, especially like this past year where all travel's been canceled. And like, you know, this is just a way to 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 see the world without without leaving your, your living room and and not just see it on a TV screen. Again, it's immersive in a way that a TV screen can never be.
0: In line with that, I want to kind of talk a little bit about YouTube VR uh, so you can Access YouTube from your uh, your your Quest your, your regular YouTube account. You can watch regular YouTube videos, but there are a lot of 360 YouTube videos. And I saw I was in one where I was in China, I think it was, and kind of floating above this beautiful. I don't know. I it, I, I didn't catch where it was. Uh, the it was in the it the name was given, but I don't remember. It was in Chinese. Uh, but it was this beautiful location. There was another one that I saw that was over the Swiss Alps and you're just kind of floating over it like you're in a balloon, you know? just Or, or a drone or something. Or, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. Um, and then there was National Ge- Natural Geographic ones where swimming with sharks, I wasn't going to do the swimming with sharks, but my daughter dared me to, so I did. <laughs> uh, I regretted it. Because <laughs> at one point, the shark bites the camera, like, ah! Yep. Yep. I've seen Jaws, you haven't. I mean, this is the <laughs> thing, you know? Uh, but the uh, flashbacks. But uh, yeah, the YouTube VR is great there's and there's regular movies there's all kinds of there's concerts and all kinds of things in well and
2: and along with the travel there's a wander application application that uses google earth and street view and like uh last week i went down the my home street where i had grown i've been in in tucson and i went to the hospital where i worked and i went to various places around town and you kind of Drive or teleport through this three sixty environment that you can turn all the way around and see behind you and everything, and that's another one you can do with friends that one you can do and have people join you and and see the same things you're seeing and so yeah there's there's tons of movies and v r s that are all travel based
0: right i in wonder you can say you know send me someplace random. And you just end up I you end up I ended up on a road and I'm like I am like this just like it looks just like a road with plants (laughs) on the side. I have no idea where I am. But you can bring up a map and you can see it and you're like, Oh, I'm in China and it's just like you can see what's near you and you can see
2: uh, lots of things in uh, yeah. The uh, and then they have uh, clusters of destinations, kind of like a curated list of the Eiffel Tower or uh, Vatican City or different things. And so you don't have to just randomly find stuff on a on a roadside, but you could also go to places that are well known. Right.
0: I went to Malta, and there was a beautiful basilica there in the the capital, which I don't remember the name of it at the top of my head. Uh. Carolina Lindsay will kill me. They're Maltese. They're, they're they live in Australia, but their their family is Maltese, and so they'll kill me if I don't remember. But I don't remember. But it was a beautiful basilica of our, to dedicate to Our Lady, and that's a, another great thing is you can go to all these. You can go on pilgrimage to the Holy Land. You can go to Rome and Assisi and all these places that you know. Even even if we could, if you could afford it, if you're or if you're healthy enough to travel, we can't right now. And so this is a way to to kind of go there uh, and to feel like you're there
2: well and to revisit places that i've been before like i went i went to venice and just i remember the place that our hotel was in venice and i could walk down that street and walk past it and go around the corner and uh. and again it's 360 all the way around you and uh i just find that that is so refreshing
0: to quote radar o'reilly from mash ah venice i don't know that's somebody out there got oh. that one somebody got that one
1: <laughs> father henry what's your, what were you going to say um, I was just gonna say. I mean, I've uh, I haven't done any of those kind of pilgrimage kind of uh, VR experiences. The one that I did do, and this is actually this isn't an Oculus thing, but it was at the um, there was a museum in DC that had a virtual um, VR tour of uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulcher in in Ooh, Jerusalem. Yes. Nice. And and for for me, I and I'm assuming there's similar. Um, documentaries and and apps in the Oculus that will do similar historical, you know, and, and even perhaps religious kind of walkthroughs of places, but to go to a place like that, that I probably won't be able to, even, even if I, even if there was no COVID and even if I could travel, I'm not sure I'm ever going to end up going to Jerusalem. I would love to one day, but I don't know if I will. So to be able to have an experience like that in VR is a way, way awesome way to, to to kind of be there without being there. Um on the flip side, I would encourage I I as good as, as the VR experience is, nothing can beat an actual physical that's right. pilgrimage. Of course. You know? course. That's good point. Good that, that's point. that's back when when you can travel and, and, and everything is is opened up and everything. But um you know I, I would never want to portray that VR can replace the the physical but it is a really really good kind of substitute or, or yeah second best <laughs> yeah or, or like i said in, in places that i will probably never be able to actually go or like you know to to sit on the great wall of china and exercise <laughs> <I> probably <laughs> never do that in real life but you know those kind of things are, are are really cool to, to do through through the oculus
2: and there are a lot of these videos that as you say are on YouTube also, you know, and so you can go to your TV and if you've got a YouTube app and you can see a lot of these things. It's just that there's some of these experiences that are also 360 that you could then do on your Oculus. Not all of them are. And but uh it's it just opens up a whole different way of viewing the world that, you know, was cut off from me before.
0: Now there's another type of experience that you mentioned, Pat, which is the social experience within the Oculus. And you and I and uh, your son, Tim, we tried out a a couple of these different virtual uh, hanging out sort of places, like they're kind of chat room-ish. And uh, I think the one we agreed was working the best for us was uh, Vtime XR. Yeah, Uh, I like
2: that one the best so far.
0: Yeah, it does require you to set up an account the, all of them should use your Facebook account. If you're going to have to have they a don't. Facebook to have the Oculus, you should have a just use your Facebook. account. They don't. Right. And you have to. So you have to kind of set it up outside of the uh, app. But it was really cool. Yeah. Once we got it going, we were we got to. we sat on the beach together.
2: Yes. And we sat in the mountains on the rocks in the middle of the Yosemite River or Merced River yes and looked at at uh, El Capitan up behind us and saw mountain goats uh coming down to the river and things like that fish, fish in the water in the <laughs> yeah
1: how do you how do you talk to each other is it is it a text-based thing or is there no, a microphone no, you're
2: hearing each other and okay. you've, you've made up an avatar now you have to that's the, the prep part is making an avatar that kind of looks like you but uh th- uh, you know, like I, and what was nice about that is the sound is stereo, so that as you're listening to somebody, if you change position, their voice changes. And even in a lot of the apps, I notice if I turn around, the voice is follows to where the person is, not where I'm looking.
0: One of the nice things, too, about uh, VTime XR is that the avatars they they move. Realistically with the with you know they mimic the actual movements, the mouth moves in time with the with the voice so it and the hands and the, the hands. arms yeah. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it really does feel like you're like this, you're talking to an actual person, uh, you know, that that they're there. There's they're, I mean, it's still cartoonish. It's the, the, the uh, graphics are not you, quite yet there, but uh, I could see someday that it, it, get, it really getting there. Uh, so that one worked really well. We tried. There's a couple others that we tried. I forget which they all were. There's one called Big Screen, which you can watch movies with in a group so if you if you want to watch a movie with other people, you kind of sit in a virtual theater together and you have virtual popcorn and make virtual jokes at the screen. i suppose <laughs> they're virtually funny. Yeah, you can throw
2: you can <laughs> throw tomatoes at the screen for instance uh, nice. or popcorn or you can have markers that you can write in in different rooms you can actually write on the on the in the air, okay, but some of these are still clunky in terms of like to get invitations now, I did find there was a shortcut in v time x r that you could you could go to an Oculus button and then you could, you could connect with your Oculus friends.
0: Okay. That's a big thing It's just connecting with your friends. Cause we were in, uh, v-, v time XR. And there's, there was a guy who kept trying to join our chat. Some stranger. It's like, no, no. We just- <laughs> with
2: X's in his name, which yeah. made me a little oh. suspicious. Yeah.
0: Nope. No, thanks. Uh, we, we're, we, we're, we're fine. Um, uh, Yeah, we tried a couple others and one of them, we just couldn't, we couldn't find each other. We couldn't, like... I found out why. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, basically a lot of these things, there are so many people playing them, they break off into separate little rooms and you are in the place that looks the same, but it's a whole different set of people. If you leave and come back, you're not in the same room. But there is a way you can travel together and do it in a different way that you can come into the room together.
0: Oh, good. That, right. that's good but but
2: some of them are are real clunky in 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 terms of connection others will use the facebook connection if you're in a party you can travel together
0: and I want to do more of that and some of them there's a there's a lot of kids and so that they can be yeah, kind of you know kid like kids uh so kind of annoying but uh <laughs> but uh, yeah it's what I was discovering but there's a lot of uh there's there's uh, there's a bunch of social ones there's ones where you can play games together and that sort of thing so that was nice speaking of games, so I, I kind of would like to just quickly move to talking about some of our favorite games or or apps that we could do. Uh, I just want to mention quickly one that the pets are suggested is Sports Scramble. That's one you suggested to me uh, that I've been having a lot of fun with because it is also a lot of, uh, you know, exercise, but it's fun. And it's sort of a crazy sports game where you're on a tennis court and you're playing tennis, but then you're your racket might turn into a big fish or the ball will turn into a football. And and it's surprisingly realistic. There's a like bowling and baseball uh, as well. And the kids love watching me do that one because that's kind of tennis, kinda, tennis yeah.
2: is good in there, too. I actually worked up quite a sweat playing tennis against somebody. And you can play with random people or you can play with
0: friends. Right. And uh, the, the interesting thing is uh, or one thing to keep in mind is you, when you set up your, your quest in your room, you, you can set up a guardian. We talked about like whether it's stationary or room scale. If you do room scale, you set what's called a guardian, where you create an outline in your room of safe space where you can move. And if you approach the edges of that, you'll see a barrier kind of at you know, X's in the air of where you're approaching. Now, uh, I don't have a, I don't have a room that has a lot of open space. Uh, I have j- like room that's about just enough. But I've, I've whacked my desk with my fist a couple of times <laughs> bowling, so it's, it's you got to be careful. But yeah, so and
2: th- even, and even in. Even in uh- Supernatural, I was able to use what they call the stationary, which gives you about a three-foot three circle around you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that worked fine. I could do, I've done everything I wanted to in there. Now, some of the games really require more space. I think uh, Vader says that they need like seven by seven or something <laughs> like that. Ba- Vader Immortal. And miniature golf doesn't work well in a very compact space. You need a le- little bit, four, four by four or five by five, and it's fine. But uh yeah the the guardian I found a new option too today which says you could set your guardian to be pass through so that as you got close to it you'd actually see your room outside of that
0: Oh okay
2: I'd like to try that I just turned it on but I haven't I hadn't didn't get close enough to the barrier when I was playing my my uh workout earlier so
0: we should mention pass through pass through is a, the, the Oculus Quest I don't know if the Quest One has this. Father has cameras on the outside. Um. I don't know if the Quest so, One has that.
1: Yes, because that's because I set up the Guardian the same way that you do, so I can I can see the whole room as I'm setting up the Guardian. So it's yeah, it's the same the same cameras.
0: So there's an option in the settings where it's it's in the in the experimental options where you can uh, turn on pass through so that if you tap the side of the headset twice. It will turn on pass through wherever you are in the quest, so you can see your your environment around you, which is really handy sometimes. If like someone enters the room, you're like, "What? Who came in the room?" And you tap it, and you're like, "Stand back! I got the thing on." A uh, kid, the kid, <laughs> I've smacked a kid by accident because they tried to sneak by me. Well, don't no. you know? I'm, I'm I'm can't see you anyway. So there's that. But uh, so the pass through is nice. There's also a new mode coming about like a couch mode where you yes. where you can outline your couch. In the space, in the guardian space, so that when you approach the couch, it will say you could sit here.
2: Right. Because that's the thing I've been having to do is switch it to stationary mode when I want to go sit down and play a game. And this way, if you've got a couch mode, you can, as you get closer, you can see a little outline. They tell me I haven't tried it yet. Okay. In fact, I don't think they've rolled it out for everybody yet.
0: Okay, it's coming. But at any
2: rate, uh, the uh, there's you should see a rectangle. And as you get closer, it actually shows you more of a couch so you know where to sit. So that will be fun. Uh, I do do suggest when the pass through mode that you t- double tap on the side opposite of the power button.
0: I have turned my headset <laughs> off. so yes, many I times. I have <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... Yes. I, I've, have, I've have accidentally, well, even when I'm adjusting it on my head, I've accidentally turned off the, the, you know, you set it to sleep essentially. Uh, and that's, which is really annoying if you're in the middle of a workout, one thing to keep in mind. So I wear glasses, Pat, you wear glasses, father, you don't, but, uh, they do have a an adjustment, like a something you could put in the headset that push that that makes space for your glasses inside. But even then, I find it sometimes my glasses are pushed up against my eyes, and I have to kind of reach in and grab the stems of the glasses and kind of push it forward a little bit. I think that oh, that's that interesting because I haven't had
2: that. Huh. I, th-
0: I think I have a big head, so <laughs> that's probably oh, well. p- part of it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, any other? Tips we wanna before we move on to our headlines. Any other uh, tips we wanna, well, did you wanna talk
2: about in other of the the games that uh like oh, yeah. we, we mentioned? Before yes. before we
1: get to the games though, I do have a um a tip that I find helpful because I'm of the the millennial age that I like to share what I'm doing with people. So just like the Apple TV stream into the Apple TV, that's that's a, a great thing to do. But I've always, I always like to take screenshots. So, like, when I'm looking up at Vader imposing himself over me, you know, <laughs> I can take a picture. And um, the, the, the normal way to do it is you have to, like, push the Oculus Home button and go back to the, to the settings and then the share button and then click take a screenshot. And then it transfers you back to the app. And then there's like a, a little countdown. So it's really cumbersome. But there is a shortcut that if you push and hold the Oculus Home button and then immediately push the right trigger then it will automatically then just take a snapshot like without that. leaving the app. Awesome. And then the only downfall that I found with that is that the only way that I can share the the photos is by posting it to Facebook. They don't really have an option and maybe Pat you look like you might have an, a solution for me but so I've I've shared them to Facebook, saved the photo and then just deleted the post well the other the thing is, is you can post it with just yourself as the audience oh sure and that's yep. what i've been doing so yep. i've
2: got them in facebook but nobody else can see them
1: yep but I, I wish there was a way that would be like you know just export all Mail these photos to, to my phone or you yeah. know but but There's they don't one. so it's really tied to facebook but you can still get them
0: yeah they should put it in the oculus app on your phone that, that would i be would the,
1: like that yes yeah make a suggestion but
0: Actually, the
2: videos do. The videos uh, from Supernatural, they are saved on my on my phone.
0: You can save like you can take a video of your of the uh, exercise. uh Oh, interesting.
2: And it's saved on the in the Oculus app. I can go look at it. Oh, I didn't know that. Awesome.
0: All right. So I did forget to uh, give you guys a chance to pick a a game that you enjoy. Uh, Father, why don't you tell me? Your Star Wars game or Doctor Who game that you enjoy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you named them. Um, Star Wars Vader Immortal, of course, is probably my top favorite. And it's not a game so much as it is a story that you play through. So you actually can't be, quote unquote, killed in game or anything. But you do get to use a lightsaber. You could use the force. You get to battle Darth Vader spoiler Mm. alert wow Um, so really a lot of fun but the next one would be the the newer one star wars tales from galaxy's edge and that's the one that i was actually just playing with today and that one is a legitimate game you can be killed and you have to go back to a kind of a save point so i've been fighting off pirates and they are very um
0: implacable they, they are they are
1: not as inept as stormtroopers in shooting me we'll, we'll put it that way uh and then my 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 third favorite would be the the doctor who edge of time and dom um, you've heard me talk about this before but you get to face off against the the daleks which are not as scary as you'd think but you also face off against the weeping angels which are absolutely terrifying nope so much so (laughs) that i had to pull the the oculus quest off my head the first time that they uh they i like turned around and they were right there in my face and it just (laughs) 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 because you can there's there's one point where you you see them coming down a corridor at you and you have to keep your eyes on two different corridors So that's how they kind of get you to look away from one of the corridors, and then the lights are flashing, so you see them far away, and they're slowly coming to you, and you're trying to fix the elevator. And if you don't fix the elevator in time, they get to you. Oh man! (laughs) So you have to like keep looking back to to prevent them from coming at you. And
0: yeah, if you don't know Doctor yeah, the Weeping Angels are really scary. (laughs) They're creepy. They're they're like the scariest monsters.
2: I couldn't get beyond the control room with the puzzles that the doctor sent for me, though. I, I, I've <laughs> got to go find a YouTube video to how to get around it, because I I'd spent 30 minutes or an hour on trying to get through that room. I never could.
1: A little bit of it is a bit clunky, and it took me a little bit, too. And I, um, I think I figured it out. But yeah, there was one one puzzle that I just kind of, I was stumped for a while until I realized <laughs> I had to like look at the back of a picture, and there was the, the solution. So okay. <laughs> okay, keep 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 working at it. I'll it's, keep, all it's, right, well, it's I was it. about ready
0: to delete the game because I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pat, do you have anything you wanted to mention as a as a suggestion for folks? Uh, oh, I, I've
2: enjoyed Sports Scramble. I've, I I want to do miniature golf. There's one walkabout miniature golf yeah. that I've done uh, on my own, and then I you you can play with a random player as well. And most of these things have a safeguard that you can turn your mute your your microphone off if you don't want to talk to somebody, or you can push a button and get out of there if you feel like somebody's getting too too intrusive. But uh, I've played with a couple of people and just visited, and they can, oh nice shot oh I like that one oh yeah this next hole's really going to be hard you know just kind of that that general feeling of companionship without somebody being intrusive. But the uh, miniature golf is not just a straight miniature golf; they've got lots of different scenarios like a gothic castle or a a a desert uh western theme and various different places so you're you can play 9 holes or 18 holes or you know a whole all sorts of different things okay and you can that's when you can play with uh, up to 6 friends of yours okay in a private party
0: one thing to point out is there are a lot of free apps a lot of free apps so you, you could you could um like I forget if Sports General is free, but like this, there's, there's a lot no, of, not. yeah, I think it was a few bucks, but there's a lot of free apps out there, which are, which you could do, have a lot of fun with this. YouTube is free. I think Wander was free. Uh, there's a bunch of the games that are free. Uh, the better things, the better ones are, of course, going to cost some money and, and and than that but uh, i look at it as you know like vader or more more like you're saying it's it's an interactive story it's like being in a movie i'm willing to pay 10 bucks for that experience oh, yes. you know of being in a movie a star wars movie so you know but there is, there is so it doesn't it's not everything like an additional cost every time but there are things that cost
2: uh the other one that i have to mention is i have been a mist fan for <gasps> yeah. decades and i have played mist on i think almost any device that could play it. <laughs> yep. And I got missed for the Oculus the day it came out. And it is awesome. You are actually surrounded in the island. Nice. You're, you can, you're walking through the island and you can climb on things and you can t- reach out and touch. And with a haptic touch sensation, you feel like there's something there. And it's just it's just amazing.
0: It's so funny that Because when I first played Mist, and I don't know if it was an Apple II that Mist was on, but I I, I
2: had mine on the Apple II first, yeah.
0: And at the time, I think it was running in hypercard and it was like single screens that rendered and they did all kinds of tricks. There's actually a great documentary about how they how they made the, the thing. But that felt like the first real VR quote unquote experience, you know, 35 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it was. Uh, maybe not that long, thirty-five years ago. But it was it felt immersive. Mist itself yes. was immersive. So to be able to go back, I mean, maybe it's just a nostalgia thing, but to be able to go back and really be immersed in that world. Would be really awesome. So I do I do want to try that out.
2: The only negative part is MIST does have some puzzles that sometimes when you're playing on a computer, you can write these hints down and you oh, can write yeah. some diagrams down. My brother-in-law said, use your phone and put it on voice activated and dictate it to Siri, if nothing <laughs> <everything> else. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good and point. And I thought, yeah, I guess I could do that. You know, Siri, write down such and such, and then I could come back and listen to it later.
0: Right. Yeah. You could say, uh, S lady, take it, take a note, I think is the, uh, right. would be, yeah, that is actually a good idea. That's a good, cause there are certain apps that require you to like, you have to send a code to someone else yeah. to have them join you in a chat room. And it's like a 16 digit, like, what am I supposed to do with a 16 digit code that I'm seeing? And I don't have <laughs> any way to write it down. Like, you know, it, but yeah, that is a good, that's a good tip is to use, uh, voice control, whether it's Google or Siri or some, something to take a note. And that would be good. Excellent. All right, I, we're going to have a ton of links in the show notes. So there's all kinds of other things: uh, links to best games, uh, how to uh, tips, like how to view all your purchased apps, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we'll have a bunch of tip uh, links in the show notes for that. Uh, and we'll, if you have questions, let us know. We'll be happy to answer them for you in a future episode. And uh, and you know, let us know if you want and want to hear us talk about anything else related to the related to this. We really do. We enjoy talking about it, I guess. Uh, so let's, before we move on to our headlines, let's take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Frank R., Michelle D., Mary Jean C., Leslie K., and Toby T. Their generous donations at sqpn.com give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. Now's a great time to become a StarQuest patron thanks to a generous gift from a StarQuest supporter when you start a new Patreon monthly pledge at sqpn.com slash give. The first three months will be matched by an equal amount from our donor to support all our shows, including this one, which makes your gift go even further. And we're more than halfway to our goal of $2,000 in new monthly pledges. So won't you help us close the gap? If you've been thinking of becoming a StarQuest patron, now is the time. Visit sqpn.com Slash give today. So our headlines, uh, Pat, this first headline, I think uh, strikes close to home for you. Uh, if if you remember, if everyone else remembers, uh, Texas went through a well. let's, let's just say the uh, the winter that belongs in Wyoming and Massachusetts got out of our yards and wandered south into Texas over the past couple of weeks. And uh, you guys had a really bad situation where you actually lost power for like three days, didn't right? Four Was it, days, four days. Yeah, luckily ours was two days we lost power.
2: We got power back on Wednesday, had it so we could have a nice dinner on Wednesday, and then we lost it again for Thursday and part of Friday. So, uh, But we didn't lose water. One of my kids lost water uh, as well and had to take snow and fill up the bathtub and melt it and filter it for drinking water and potty water it was it was nasty
0: wow the story the headline is who's actually to blame for the texas power disaster and there's an interesting story and I'll I'll share the link uh in the show notes about how the it was a v- kind of specific well if you excuse the expression perfect storm of situations that really caused the the blackouts because uh the way the texas power grid is set up and it's sort of separate from there's basically Three major te- uh, power grids in the United States, the Western, Eastern and Texas. Uh, it, that's a little simplification, but it, that's sort of how, how it worked. And then there was the, uh, the power stations themselves were not insulated against the cold so that you had pumps and other circuits and other things freezing up. And that's what shut them down. Uh, and the head of the power grid company called ERCOT, uh, he actually was in the news saying that uh, they were moments away from a situation that would have caused power outages for months, not just days. So uh, they, they that's he that may be a, you know an a convenient excuse to deflect blame and say we saved you guys, you know. We, right. we didn't But uh, but it's one of the things that, that kind of strikes me is, is when you strip away things like modern conveniences and and well, not even just conveniences, modern utilities like power, which takes away a lot of our technology it really does make you appreciate what we are dependent on these days uh, for, for around us and how fragile our society, our civilization can be in some ways. What do you all think?
2: There are books written like that about, you know, what happens when you have a post-apocalyptic, whether it's, you know, caused by whatever, but the infrastructure goes down, we're in trouble. Right. Yeah.
0: The, the Although interesting, a lot I heard a lot of stories about uh, people helping people. There was a lot of oh, that. Yeah,
2: there was a lot of that. Uh, it was amazing how much people stepped up, checking on their neighbors, offering to put an electrical cord out so people could come charge their phones. Uh, come bring buckets. We'll give you water. I mean, this was all over the place.
0: I heard your son, Tim, he threw up, he had power. So he threw a power, a power extension, electrical cord over neighbor. the fence to the neighbor so that he could uh, run some things. So, yes, that right. it does sound really. Charge
2: up phones was the biggest thing people needed.
0: Right. Well, and that's the other thing is, is like, you know, the the technology we did have, which was phones that could, as long as you had power, most people still had cell service. Although I heard at times some people did lose that, even that but uh it kept people in touch so we were able to communicate right. with you even though you didn't have power which which was good
1: i was just going to say that i i i wish more of those stories pop up in the news of the people helping people because i i get so tired of the blame game and the politics behind it and and you lose you lose the humanity in it so i mean you know nobody this wasn't nobody wanted texas to be hit by this you know and and so i just yeah, I I like to get back to to the good in people.
2: I there agree. was in the very beginning a lot of people that were from the north that were making fun of oh those Texans or you know with the, they don't know what to do with snow and then pretty soon it turned into no oh I realize this is major this is not just an inconvenience this is life threatening
0: right. right for for people up north you know when you get 6 inches of snow it you know you shovel it and you you go on but it's like i said to someone okay now take away your shovel cuz you don't have snow shovels there take away the plows take away the power like you know it's it's a whole different ball game you know it, the the uh, the alternative would be how about if you get a nice tornado run through your neighborhood how would you deal with that <laughs> it's, yep, it's right. different it's very different all right our next headline is uh an interesting one and it kind of developed over the past week i put the headline in my in the the show rundown and things have changed over time so australia has been preparing to pass this law i don't know if, what the status of the the law is at this exact moment but they were they were passing a law that would require online providers like Facebook and Google to pay news organizations when links to their stories show up on their site. So if someone linked to uh, an Australian newspaper article on Facebook, Facebook would have to pay some amount of money to that Australian website, that Australian newspaper. And Facebook sort of jumped the gun on the law. The law wasn't in effect, but they kind of instituted this ban on all Australian news sites. Basically, you wouldn't be able to post a link. They shut down the pages for them. And then they kind of really overstepped in anything that was based in Australia and that said news at all. So the pages of health authorities that were posting COVID news or Bureau of Meteorology, uh, the Australian Bureau of Meteorology, posting weather news all got shut down typical facebook overreach the algorithm went crazy uh and then they've reversed themselves they've 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 dialed it back some people thought it was facebook was doing this as a see see this is what's coming if you do this to us um other and other people said no and, and you know it's just facebook being facebook and being dumb about things again
2: the algorithm is not being correctly looked at at yeah. well,
0: what is your reaction to this idea of making Facebook or Google or whatever pay journalism sites to link to their content
1: good idea, bad idea what do you think i'm i 'm inherently against it um, and i 'm not sure I could even articulate why um, i the, some, one of the bigger issues though that I see with it, regardless of of the tax is. One of the things that these were these some of these articles were pointing out is that we as a culture, as a people, just rely too much on Facebook for news. And and so I'm very skeptical of that because of all the the fake news out there and all the the ways that I mean Facebook can even promote their own biases and what they're allowed or what they're what they're showing. You know, so I I think in general it's better to just go to the to the actual News site to get the news anyway. Right. Now, whether or not they should tax, uh, I, I don't know yeah. if I can fully articulate kind of my, my resistance to it, but it well, seems wrong. Well, the other wrong. thing
2: is is that there's Google News, Yahoo News, all these other places. That's what they basically do is a link to other sites. They are not news sites themselves. They provide, you know, a curated view or it, with Google less curation, but of of, of what news is out there. And so if if they were to be taxed, too, then you'd have to only go to The Washington Post or only go to The New York Times. And then you start getting this very narrow view of what news is.
0: And that's the the plan would be that every Yahoo News, Google News, all of them would have to pay this tax. That's right. And I think I think for the what you're the you're trying to articulate, Father, if if I may, and you can tell me whether I'm off base or not. But I think the the problem with it, with this law would be these journalism sites do benefit from being linked. Like as soon as as soon as Facebook turned off the spigot, all of these sites saw their traffic drop. And maybe it is because we're too dependent on Facebook. But part of it is, is where do de- we to, to kind of turn it on a positive note? We depend on our friends to alert us to interesting stories and interesting news. And maybe that's a good thing in some ways, uh, rather than just whatever the 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 editor of our local paper decides to show us which is the way it used to be which you know you got the, you got your local paper and that told you what the news was or you watched the evening news and you told they told you what the news was you know today you can read the news from thousands of different perspectives but you know if we start you know taxing this the in fact, I saw the one of these sites that I was actually linking to 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 prepare for the show was an Australian news site, and they were they had this big banner pop up when you go to their site, please download our app to your phone so you can still get our news because you can't get it on Facebook anymore. It's like yeah, you think um i i get the I get the concern which is if if people go to Google and all they read is the blurb that Google the excerpt Google puts there, Google News, and they don't click through, well, then that doesn't benefit the news site that did the work of posting it or, you know, of reporting it. Uh, on the other hand, you know, my my solution is there needs someone needs to come up with a micropayment system where if I go to visit a site, I can choose to pay 0.03 cents to read a story and and make it seamless, make it easy to do, and you can gather, you can earn money just from people visiting your site and looking at the stories without having to put up paywalls and all this other nonsense. But that—that's that's my point of view, anyway.
2: I guess what I like about going to Google News is though there's usually two or three stories about a topic right together, and if and they're not all from one bias, you know, that may be Washington Post and Fox News and something else that have different. Backgrounds, and then if you click through, you can see a you know like about a hundred articles all on the same topic, and you can pick in which see all sorts of sides. So to me, I like the ability to look at it from more than one point of view. Right, I agree. And and if and if you've got it all locked down, you can't. You're you're stuck with whatever you've you can afford to pay for, whatever subscription is out there that you can choose.
0: Right, that's right. Okay. So uh, so the, the the bottom line now is that uh Facebook has reversed this and you know, we'll see what happens with this law if it, if what happened changes the minds of any of the legislators who might have been voting on it. Uh and then uh I think that's we should do it for our headlines this time, but I want to move on uh quickly to our picks of the week at this point. And uh Father, I'll let you go first. What's your pick this week?
1: Yeah, so my pick this week is a uh, communication service called Flocknote. And so this is something that I've discovered uh, as a new pastor, um, as I've been trying to figure out the best way to communicate better to my parishioners and even uh, to volunteers and to, to the staff. And, um, you know, especially during this crazy time of COVID, where, like, if the bulletin is the only main source of communication that I have going out. And we have all these people who aren't coming to church because of COVID or for whatever reason, and they're not getting the bullets and then they're missing out on, on pretty much everything that's going on in the parish. So flock note was, um, uh, something that I, uh, found through a priest friend of mine and it is basically a service that it is completely free for up to 40 members. So, I mean, as a as a pastor or a parish administrator, you can try it completely free, no credit card required for up to 40 members. And it's a way that you can send out uh, text messages, emails. Um, You can set up different groups. So I've got like a group for my staff. I've got a group for the entire parish. I've got a group for volunteers. I've got a group for those who want to be informed on um, liturgy announcements. Um, And you could do it for just about um, youth group confirmation, you know, et cetera. You can have all all these different groups. And so you can you can compose a text message and it will it will send out text messages to the group for whatever announcements you have. Um, what I've used it recently for is um, also creating like almost an email newsletter. So going into Ash Wednesday, I, I typed up the whole thing about um, giving an overview of, of there was a um, translation change that was going to happen to the collect at mass, that opening prayer, um, the, the word one was going to drop from the collect. And so I was able to explain why that was happening and then also the um, Distributing ashes over the tops of people's heads versus tracing on their forehead, and so I was able to write it up in a nice way and send that out as an email newsletter to everyone in the parish or everyone who signed up. Not not necessarily everyone in the parish, um, but I've heard back from people and they really appreciated that. And it was a it's a great way to reach people outside of the bulletin and outside of of um, you know webpage. Yeah, the the website. And one of the things that Flocknote really kind of makes a point of is like, I forget the, the statistic, but it's like um, 90, 90% of people will open a text message, you know, versus uh, seeing the bulletin or even an opening an email. So to to get out information quick and effectively to people, especially in this day and age, a text message or an email um, is more likely going to get seen than than perhaps the bulletin, depending on on who you are. So, yeah, it's a great that's way that cool. I found to um, the challenge that I'm having is is getting people to sign up. I'm in a bit of an older parish, so there's some people who are not necessarily wanting to do that. And that's fine. Um, but it's, you know, free for them. And then for us, we just there's a small monthly fee that kind of gets tacked on once you bro once you breach 40 people.
0: So one thing I want to suggest in relation to Flocknote, because it's a great idea. Uh, SQPN is a longtime friends with the, the folks at Flocknote. And uh, they have a, a part of their service called The Library, and it has a bunch of pre-made email templates, a bunch of uh, contents and lessons uh, that you can you can pick up. So we have, so SQPN has a library there called, uh, from our podcast, American Catholic History, and these are brief written uh, excerpts about the people that are profiled in American Catholic history. And, and any parish can come in and they can just say, yes, yeah, send this one. Or they can edit it, but or they could just say, send this one to my parish, you know, to my list, and everyone will get it. And it's a nice way to get some interesting educational, formational content out to people without having to do a lot of work on your end. Uh, So, I, you know, if, if you, if your parish uses FlockNote, be sure to suggest it to your pastor or or whoever is is running the FlockNote for the parish to check that out. And we're always adding new ones. I mean, we've got, Oh, uh, 25, a couple dozen at least so far in there, uh, in the, in the, in the library. So check it out. And we're going to be, soon we're going to be adding uh, Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. So we'll have excerpts from that as well. Uh, Very we're cool. trying, to, trying to get that out to as many people. So yeah, Flogna, great pick. Thank you. Pat, what's your pick this week?
2: Well, I had five chargers during this time of of our outages, and so I was able to keep our phones going and my Kindle going and stuff. But after this all was over, I decided that the 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 five little chargers I had, I needed something larger that was going to last me in more than just two days before we got a recharge on them. So there's several out there. Uh, And I just referenced it that'll be in the show notes uh, that will charge a phone up like six or eight times or an iPad or a uh, charger, uh, your MacBook. During that time, all I depended upon was my phone and the Kindle and a little bit on the iPad. Uh, And so just being able to keep those charged up over a period of five days, I just needed something a little bit more powerful. So that was mine. My thought. Okay.
0: Yeah, you uh, mentioned the anchor powerhouse, which is uh, which is a big battery one. Uh, th- well, this just one that I,
2: I mentioned is the powerhouse 100, which is not that huge one. Oh, it's, okay. It's, and it's actually not. I bought it, and I found out on the website it's not actually being sold anymore. Oh, okay. They've gone to the 200 and 300, the great big ones. But this is probably about uh, seven by eight. And about an inch thick, so it's it's a heavy brick, but it's not the big oh, okay. ones like the other ones. And I was looking for something that do with USB A or pardon me USB three, as well as USB C. And so the the two that I've I've mentioned that can go in the show notes will do both.
0: Okay, okay. So the uh, yeah, so the Anchor has a a lot of ones from the very small to the very big, like the the ones that will last for days and can run a you could run a uh, mini fridge off of it. And, uh, it's actually really nice. If if you rely on any kind of medical equipment, like I suppose if you get oxygen that comes with the, they, they usually provide generators. But if you like use a, um, the mask for when you when you C-Pap. have the CPAP machine for like sleeping like something like the the bigger powerhouse uh, chargers that
2: would help it keep going keep yeah it,
0: keep it going for a long time so that would that's a good good idea too uh, yeah the the I love the idea of having something a big battery for when things go out for an extended period uh, all right great so my pick is an app and service called Truebill so truebill.com. dot uh, so it's a service with with an app for android and I, ios and what they do is is you you you, you have to trust them and uh, they seem they've been trustworthy i've i've checked them out and they they've gotten a lot of uh, endorsements uh, from various uh, places but what they do is, is you give them access to your financial accounts so that's that's where the trust comes in and they analyze it and they can help you figure out a budget and to show you where you're spending your money help you categorize things. But one of the things they really do that that I found really interesting is they can help you lower your bills. So for any of the subscriptions that you have, uh, and what they do is they look at it and they they say, oh, you've got a phone bill, you've got AT&T, you've got, oh, you've got a cable bill, you've got a newspaper bill. Hey, if you want, we'll negotiate a lower rate for you. And if, if we get the lower rate, we'll take half of the first year savings uh, for, on that, and you get the other half, so you're not out at anything. In fact, you're, you you definitely are ahead. If we don't get the lower rate, you don't pay anything. Uh, you know, it's it's for free. And so I said, well, why not? So they they uh, contacted AT and T. That's where our we have our cell phones through. Uh, I saved two hundred fifty dollars a year on that. And wow! And then they they renegotiated my newspaper bill. Uh, I saved eight bucks a month on that. You know, so uh, they're still working on another one. Uh, the cable bill, I think, is they're that's a little harder. I was able to tell them, don't change my service. I don't want lesser service. I don't want you to give me a lower. I want to, you know, would you negotiate, and that's what they did. They they were able to negotiate somehow, pay less for the same service. So that was good. Couple things to keep in mind is when you sign up, you you will sign up in a uh, trial account. They have an extended premium service for thirty six dollars a year which gives you all, uh, some extra things, which I didn't need, but I didn't notice I was signing up for it and ended up paying the 36 bucks. So that's on me. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but one other caveat is when they get the savings and they're going to charge you the half. So I got, you know, the $250 off my, my phone bill for the year, uh, but they charge you up front for their half of the savings. So I was out of uh, over a hundred bucks up front. Um, so I'll get that back in my savings over the next, you know, six months. But just something to be aware of. Okay. So if you if something happens to your service between now and then, you know, you get you could be out. That that sort of thing. If like you cancel your phone or or what have you. So something to keep in mind. And be and you are affronting the money. So but so far this this app has saved me money you know or at least the, theoretically it's so uh, even with the 36 dollars i paid but i didn't have to um still ahead so uh just something to check out at least at least look at it you, it may be something that's worthwhile for you all right i think that should do it that's our discussion uh, let us know if you have any feedback on anything we've talked about today by commenting on the show at sqpn.com/technology or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media, or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. You'll find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. If you've not yet done so, please subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, po- uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, I should know this, your favorite podcast app, or at the SQPN YouTube channel, where you should make sure you hit the bell to get notifications. Until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Technology. You're absolutely welcome. Pat Scott, thank you as well. Always glad to be here. Thank you. And thank you, Janet and Dawn, for joining us as well. And once again, I'm Don Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest.